Hey guys, what's up? It's Jasmine Garner. I am back with another episode of the More Than Sexy podcast. If you guys don't know who I am, I am a Christian body image coach. I am certified. I also am certified in self-esteem and I am the host of More Than Sexy where we talk about what's trending and how it's affecting how you see yourself and your self-esteem. I am ministering at themodestmovement.com. You guys can go there, modestmovement.com, to sign up for free coaching sessions, to take our free courses, because I want to help you overcome your body shame and your body image issues. I am somebody who's dealt with this growing up, and now I want to help other women, other teens um, come out of this uh, bondage. You know, it's really like a bondage thing. It's like you're just strapped down to this constant living for the pins of other people or this constant cycle of trying to be the beautiful person that everybody wants you to be. But you know, God has made you to be somebody unique and specific and not what other people want. So go to modestmovement.com, sign up for our email list, stay in contact with us, and we're going to get started. This is uh, this is kind of an interesting topic here. We're going to talk about music. Um, So my story, growing up in middle school and high school, um, you know, I was growing up in that young money era, the sexy boy bands like Pop It Off Boys, Lil, uh, Pretty Ricky, uh, Soldier Boy, Lil Wayne, um, all of that. Nicki Minaj had just got signed. Um, Drake had just came about and got signed. So I grew up in that era and the music was very sexual, hypersexual. Um, and I, guys, I don't think we should have been listening to that stuff at all when we was in middle school and high school. But I just want to say that body image, a lot of people think that it's just about the dieting. It's just about um, having uh, issues with your weight or your relationship with your food. But really, how you get to that point is based on your environment. So I'm also a holistic life coach. I'm certified in that since 2015. And I like to look at my clients as a whole. And one of the things I look at is the environment. Because if a woman or a teen, she's coming to me and she's dealing with her self-esteem and her body image, then I need to be able to look into her life and say, okay, uh, where did this come from? What is your environment like? What are you listening to on a daily basis? And a part of that is your media consumption. So how do you get to struggling with your body image and your body shame? Somebody had to bully you at some point. Um, somebody had to say something negative. You had to have heard something. It's something that's affecting you. And I talk about this in my course. You have to be able to point out what moment that you started suffering with your body image and your body and your self-esteem, because if you don't know, then you're not going to understand your triggers. You're not going to understand how to really overcome those moments of weakness because you don't know what started it. So it's important that you know that. And mine was music is so big for me. And I believe music is big for a lot of people because music um, helps people when they're depressed. Music helps people feel better. Music motivates you at the gym. Music really has a way to influence us. And I got to give it to Pastor G. Craig Lewis on this because he did the truth behind hip hop back in the 2000s. Um, and it's still <clears throat> pretty popular today. And he talked about how music actually has the, the uh, power to bypass your frontal lobe. 
and plant itself into your subconscious without your permission. So have you ever noticed how you're walking in a store, you hear a song and you go out to your car and you're still humming that song or you're you're singing it and you don't even particularly have to like it. You just heard it in your in your head. It got planted in your subconscious and now you're 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 saying it, you're repeating it. And you're like, "Gosh, I can't get this song out of my head. I don't even like it." It's because music has that effect and neurologists have even um, have uh, scientific studies on how music affects our brain and you know how to, it affects the chemicals and when things are starting to fire out of your brain because it's really powerful. And this is why in elementary school, teachers and in preschool, how it's easy to teach kids something by song because music just has that kind of power, guys. So if our music is so powerful and our words are equally as powerful. Everybody knows your words are powerful. People love to quote, the power of life and death is in the tongue. We have people who uh, follow the law of attraction religions. People are seeing how powerful our words are. Um, and we, for some reason, when it comes to music, we're just like, oh no, that's just entertainment. I just like the beat. But you don't think those words are doing something to you. The fact that they're bypassing your your frontal lobe, they're bypassing your uh, permission, whatever it is called, they're bypassing that and planting itself into your subconscious. And now you have these lyrics that are in your head that are saying something to you, you know, and it becomes a thought. Our media consumption is important. Think about the, the consumerism that we watch on television, how they use those ads, how they are using all of that as a way to drive your spending habits because it's powerful. There's psychology behind it, guys, and it is serious. So um, so for me, you know, I remember listening to the music that was always talking about being thick, always talking about having a thin waist. It affected me to the point when I thought that I should drink Insure, which is a meal replacement drink that you can buy like at Kroger. And um, I was like, you know what? I need to drink a bunch of that so I can get thicker because I'm tired of being so skinny. And I used to be bullied for being so small as well. My siblings used to call me a toothpick. And then being in school, people would always, you know, talk about my legs or say I'm so small or they would try to put their... If you're, if you're watching on Spotify or YouTube, you can see what I'm doing. They would put their fingers around my wrist to see how tiny I was. And all of that really affected me, guys. So I was really trying to change myself because of all of that. And then it doesn't make it any better when your peers are hearing the same lyrics. So they also have the same thought processes in their head too, right? So they start to see you through those lyrics. They start to say what the lyrics say. Uh, they start to... Uh, see you as somebody who does not measure up and they make fun of you for it and you know in the black community when a woman is getting thick or she's putting on some weight they say oh that's that soul food that's that cornbread and so I, I, I will bet that there's a lot of young women who have heard that and have thought, you know what, if I want to get thicker, I just need to eat more cornbread or I need to go um, make some greens and cornbread so I can get thicker. We Listen, the human heart is so, so desperate. We're desperate to be loved. We're desperate to be accepted. And sometimes we're willing to do whatever it takes to have that acceptance from people who don't even really care about us that much. You know, you get thick tomorrow, then they'll be like, it don't look good on you. 
then what? Then you're going to go back and try to lose the weight. It's exhausting. And I know you can feel that in my voice. It is exhausting. And I just want to help you guys get free from that exhaustion. I'm reminded of what Christ said. He said, come to me, who those who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Now, he was talking to religious people who were doing a lot of like religious duties, trying to be accepted by God. Well, I, I believe that for you, you can use that scripture to say, you know what? I am being exhausted with all of the task of trying to be skinny or trying to be thicker or trying to be flawless, trying to be this and that. I need some rest. And for some people, they think that suicide is the answer, and it's not. And I know you may feel like that right now, but it's not the answer. The answer is Jesus giving you rest. Jesus calling you to himself so you can really lay down all of the striving of trying to be perfect for him and trying to be perfect for everybody else. Receive your rest, guys. I'm telling you, that rest is beautiful. (laughs) I have that rest. I'm not out here trying to be nobody else than what God wants me to be. And he's very patient with me in doing that. So anyway, let's continue. So my story with body shame comes from my music. And, um, you know, people bullied me for having a big forehead. So in high school, I went to wear bangs and I got rid of my glasses and I put on my contacts because people said that I look nerdy and I started taking pictures Um, on the bathroom sink to make my booty look bigger. If you're watching this, I'm going to put a picture up of that. I don't mind sharing that with you guys. But yeah, so I covered my bangs and, you know, I was trying to become what other people thought I should look like. And it was really just like, just blah, you know, blah, just whatever. (laughs) Like, let me do this to to please you guys, you know? Let me do this because it's going to, uh, cause me to not be bullied, but still got bullied. So anyway, you know, me being a millennial, I was born in 1994. So I grew up with the young money and Nicki Minaj and all of that stuff and all of the sexy boy groups. And so there was always this mention of, you know, having a thin waist and a big butt and, most people fail to understand that, you know, how important music is. It's, it's literally people talking to you. So we're going to look at, let's see, we're going to look at this Lil Wayne lyric, okay? Please forgive me. I When I post this on this video, they're going to be blotted out. The bad words are going to be blotted out. I only have three, though, that I'm sharing with you. And it's amazing how I was able to point out exactly what lyrics have stuck with me and which ones really affected me back then. So these are kind of old songs, guys. I don't really listen to no, these new people today. I don't have time to be listening to that kind of music. It, none of it is really positive. I listen to the Christian hip-hop. It is bumping. Please don't listen to what they say talking about is lame. 20 years ago, it was lame. But today, you wouldn't even know the difference other than the lyrics are more clean and healthier and make you feel a lot better about yourself. There, Some people like depressing music. They have Christian depressed music too. It's going to lead you to hope. <laughs> it's not going to leave you high and dry, you know? So, so I'm going to share this Lil Wayne lyric with you guys. And you're probably going to know exactly what song this is from. Depending on how old you are, I don't know how many of you are Gen Z or millennials, but maybe you know what I'm talking about. So he said, I like her long hair, thick red bone. I kind of said it in the way that he said it so you can think about what song. I don't, 
if you know, I don't want you to even know what song that is because it's really a sexual song that high schoolers really should not have been listening to. But he said, I like her long hair, thick red bones. So I know that this is a preference of Lil Wayne because some people are going to say, well, it's music, you know, it's, it's a preference. That's what he likes. But why do all of them have to say that? Why do all of them have to glorify the red bone or the light skin? You know, for the black community, a lot of this goes back to the slave times when there were stereotypes about uh, having fairer, lighter skin and having darker skin. And I, you know, these rappers, they don't, they don't do any better with um, that stereotype and that kind of prejudice because they're continuing to share that in the music that everybody's glorifying that. And my grandfather also used to call me yellow bone and red bone. And I used to hate it so much because I was already bullied for how I looked. I didn't want to create further uh, jealousies or problems with my uh, siblings or any cousins because I was the one cousin who was light-skinned. I didn't, I didn't pick my skin color. I, nobody does. That's why it's not fair to stereotype and bully people because nobody had a choice in how they look. Unless you go and drastically change it like some people have. <clears throat> Look him. <clears throat> Look him. You know, she drastically changed herself from, from dark skin to light skin. You know, like we don't have a choice in choosing that. And so in the black community, I feel like it creates a lot of uh, self-hatred for the melanin skin, the more melanated skin that's darker. And, you know, thank God today there are more people who are accepting and who are more loving towards the dark skin. But it's crazy that we had to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy that we had to do that because of this sinful humanity. You know, we're, we're so desperate in our hearts that we put people down for how much money they make, what they don't look like. You know, all these factions and all this division is just crazy. But anyway, I'll be honest with you. These lyrics actually made me side-eye girls that were uh, yellow bone and long hair. My hair wasn't that long, not long enough like the ones in the music videos. So girls who actually had that uh, look that were thick, yellow bone, red bone, nice pretty hair, actually gave them the side-eye. Mm-hmm, I did. I'm probably the only person that's going to tell you the truth about this. There were some girls who you were really jealous of in high school because they fit what the rappers liked. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but our celebrities and our, um, our, our celebrities, our musicians, they really set the standard for how we want to live our lives. They shouldn't, but they do because they're popular because they have influence. So the the styles, the fashion styles, um, the uh, the fashion styles, the phrases that you say, all of that is because somebody popular is influencing us in that way. So any girl who fit that mold, when you gave them the side eye, like mm, they think they're better than me because the rapper said they are. You know, it's not because she thinks she is. And this is how I want you guys to see how this media consumption, how your environment is affecting the way you think, the way you think about yourself and the way that you see other people. If it's not coming from the word of God of how we should love our neighbors, then it's, it's, it's almost, it's hatred. If it's not helping you love your neighbor and celebrate them and congratulate them, then it's hatred. It's a dislike. It's divisive. It's things that God doesn't want us to treat each other like. 
So anyway, um, let's go forward with another lyric um, just to point out how they all said the same thing. Soldier Boy, I'm looking for a yellow bone, long hair star. I didn't mean to to spit on y'all like that. I didn't mean to go, you know what I'm saying? I don't listen to this stuff no more, but my brother outplayed that song. And that's just how I say that lyric. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying? He said, I'm looking for a yellow bone, long hair. Yellow bone, long hair. I don't like you. You know, like, let me try to put some extensions in my head and look like, you know, like, it's crazy how this stuff has happened. Now, one thing, here's another lyric. And this one that is going to be the one that's blotted out because it has a lot of curse words. I don't even know how I'm going to tell y'all this. <laughs> but this is a Lil Wayne lyric. And he was being very strategic with his words. I mean, he's a lyricist. But still, what he said really affected me and really hurt me. He said, if you like a B with no A, no but, you ain't got ish. If you like a B with no but, you ain't got ish. So I understand what he was saying as far as like the, the quote. But it's always... It's, it's that stereotype. Like, what's wrong with a woman without a huge behind? You know what I'm saying? Like, that lyric and the fact that I remember that. See, this is what I teach in my course. You have to remember when this happened to you. I remember what was planted in my head. So it's up to me, right, to get that out of my head. It's up to me to ask myself, is this a fact or is this my feelings? I feel this way because somebody said it, but is that a fact? You know, what does God say? God says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that I am valuable. He ascribes dignity to me. He validated me when he made me and said that I was good. So anybody that's saying anything other than that, it's, it's not a fact. It's a lie. Now, some people don't believe God to be true. Well, what do you base your truth off of? There's some, your truth has to come from somewhere. Something is creating the truth to which we live by, the moral code from which we live by. And if it's not in the one who created this moral code and who created the truth, then how valid is what you're believing? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's important that we take what we believe and ask ourselves, is this a fact or is this feelings? Because you never want your feelings to be in the driver's seat for your life. So these lyrics has really caused us to take things quite literally. And we look at ourselves like there's something wrong because of what they're putting in the music and what they're putting in the television. Um, all of the imagery that we're seeing, we're like, wow, there's got to be something wrong with me if this is what everybody likes. But you have to be able to uh, protect yourself. You don't have to listen to this stuff. You don't have to look at this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be able to be grounded and say, you know what? God made me excellent. And this image does not, it's not the standard. Do you know who the standard is? The standard is being like Jesus. It's not being like some other woman. It's not being like Kim K. It's not being like Beyonce. It's being like Christ, who was the perfect human being and who loves me with everything that I am and who gave me a purpose. That is the standard. So I remember when Jada, uh, I don't know if I mentioned that, but she was talking to Eazy-E um, back in the day 
um, about the misogyny that was in their lyrics, and she was like, "Hey, you know, you're you're a, an owner of a label. You can control the narrative. You can say something different. You can make me feel better about myself. When I hear your music, I want to feel better about myself. You don't do that for me." And she was being honest. Back then, there was organizations that were trying to uh, reform lyrics, and you know that was to no avail. But back then, they were upset. And they raise the standard. So what is going to be your standard for yourself? Are you going to raise the standard and say, you know what? I'm not going to support this anymore because this is damaging to me. I like how this sounds, but what you're saying is toxic. So if nobody's going to raise the standard for you or they're not going to change, you can change yourself. And that is what my counselor told me. said, what is in your control? What I listen to, who I associate with, the job that I work you know, most of the time, I can change something in my environment that can help me. And that is what I want you guys to do. Change something in your environment today that's going to help you be a healthier tomorrow. So I want to leave you with this scripture in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So when you have these thoughts in your head, you have these lyrics in your mind, you have to uh, cast them down. It says you have to either write it down, you know, but pinpoint where that, what that is. And you cast that down. You say, no, if I'm like a B with no, but you ain't got ish. I have everything because God gave me everything. He said, he's given me everything pertaining to life and godliness. He says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That is how you cast down imaginations and you take them captive. You take it captive. You say, no, I am a a valuable person no matter what I look like because of what God did for me, because God created me. We have to take our thoughts prisoner. And this is something that I'm constantly learning. We're going to have to constantly do this, guys. Our thoughts are, if you go and look up how many thoughts we have a day, oh my gosh, how can I cast down all these negative thoughts? Like half of them going to be bad. you know, but it's a practice. And that is how you take control by taking those thoughts that are negative, taking those lyrics and turning them into what God says. So you can get that out of your mind. So I want you guys to take inventory. I want you to look at your music. I want you to look at your environment. What are you watching? What are you reading? And I want you to replace those things with healthier habits. It takes three weeks to form a habit. So I want you guys to go through your music. If you're listening to music today, I want you to think about what you're hearing. I want you to um, find out if this is something that's been affecting how you see yourself. Really dive into it. And you can go to modestmovement.com to sign up for our uh, Heal Body Shame course. And that will show you some steps on how you can really um, start to clean up and take inventory and take control of your life. Take back that control. Stop putting the control in other people's hands and in media and in other people's opinions. This is you and how you feel about yourself. It's not going to affect anybody else until you start changing. Okay, so guys, evaluate your music. Turn it off. Um, definitely go to modestmovement.com. Thank you guys for listening. I am so happy that I am here talking with you guys and helping you. Let me know if this is helping you. Come to my uh, channel, 
come to Spotify, come and give a rating, a five-star rating, um, leave your opinions. You can do that on Spotify and you can also send me an email personally to let me know how this has helped you. God bless you guys. Please share this with your friends if you think this is helpful. And this was quite long today. I really had a lot to say. So I really hope that this was helpful. God bless and see you guys later.